Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Welcome in, everybody. A big-time Reaction Monday, one of the bigger Reaction Mondays of the year here on Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor alongside you, Jad Chambers producing. We have a Chiefs loss to get to. Uh, We've got KU and K-State bowl games to get to. Big Wichita State basketball to get to. The Chiefs lose on Sunday night football, uh, but they lost a whole lot more than the game. All kinds of things for you to digest today, and you can chime in on that IHOP hotline at 869-1240. We will get you on that IHOP hotline some giveaways, uh, a meal from Riverside Cafe and Derby, some movie tickets, some HTO, so make sure you've got that handy. Shreya Slada, our KU Insider, will join us top of the next hour uh, and dig into KU's bowl selection. We'll have all kinds of stuff on that throughout the next month, really. Uh, Tommy, I was out of town, you know, over the weekend, got back yesterday, and it's like just trying to play constant catch-up, like trying to, you know, drink water out of a fire hose here with, with everything that's gone on in the last three or four days. Yeah, I mean, we typically have big reaction Mondays anyway, but I'm not sure as big of a reaction Monday in a while. Like, there's so yeah. much happening right now, and we didn't even mention the CFP decision from over yeah. the weekend. That's massive as well that I know we'll get into, so there's a lot to talk about today. That CFP stuff, boy, uh, I, hate to tell you, I, hate, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. We'll get into the CFP decisions yesterday, the ludicrous, asinine, ridiculous, stupid, makes-no-sense decisions that were made with the CFP. Thank God it's leaving Uh, But we'll get into that in a little bit. Let's start with the Chiefs. They lose on Sunday night football. Tommy, I have not been concerned with the Chiefs based on outcomes very much this year. I do have concern after this one because of the injury list coming out of it. You know, it's part of the reason I haven't been concerned for the Chiefs this year is they've stayed relatively healthy compared to the rest of the league. It's been a bloodbath as it usually is in the NFL, and the Chiefs have avoided most of those. They did not yesterday. Uh, They lost, at times, it felt like, I don't know, six starters at different times in that game. A couple of those injuries are 
moderately serious here to very serious is Brian Cook uh, had a very gnarly injury that he left with. You had a concussion for Drew Tranquil, so who knows what happens there. You had your starting left tackle leave in the game. Isaiah Pacheco, Justin Reed, Charles Amenahue all left at different times. It got a little dicey there. And, you know, injuries are always a concern in the NFL. And so now after that loss, as we know about the injuries going into the game as well, I think there is some concern for me now for this team as it's coming down the home stretch here without a lot of its key players. Well, I mean, it's the injuries, but then it's just also the way that the game played out too. I mean, you know, I think that you can talk all day long about how different players went down. You can talk all day long about the referees and the way that, you know, some of those calls were made down the stretch. But at the end of the day, the Packers beat the Chiefs, right? Oh, the yeah, Packers totally. Were the, better, the Packers were the better team last night. Jordan Love played out of his mind. And, you know, they were up and ready to go. The Packers were in prime time in Lambeau in the month of December. Matt LaFleur, as the head coach of the Packers, is undefeated in the month of December. He's 16-0 and as the head coach of the Green Bay Packers in the month of December. So the guy knows what he's doing in this month, and he showed it against Kansas City last night. He's a young team that's obviously, you know, getting better, which shame on us for not thinking they were. I there was I had the Chiefs finishing off some parlays and things last night, and I'm starting to see the, you know, the the push alerts come in from the betting sites. Eighty five percent of the money is coming in on the Chiefs. Are you gonna join in on the action? It I'm felt like, kind of oh, trappy. We're screwed. Kind of like there, there's no way. Like they're 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 not covering that number, let alone not winning the game. Let's you, you mentioned the Chiefs lost the game. I agree. The Chiefs agree. Let's get some audio from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes after the game. They're good. I mean, they're a good football team, and uh, you know they did some good things offensively, and and then we kind of shot ourselves in the foot offensively with the penalties in the red zone. You got to capitalize on those, and um, you know we're just this one. I'll take this one. We we got to do better, and uh, that's my responsibility. To make sure we do better. Start faster. Uh, we did. We made too many mistakes. Um, I mean, but I mean they played a good. Had a good game plan. Played a good game. Uh, Jordan played great. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you make too many mistakes, and against a good football team, you lose. So the Packers are really interesting. They are obviously better than they were a month ago, but they're getting better. It's kind of all on Jordan Love. I've kind of been a Jordan Love guy. I- I'm not with the masses so much yesterday. I think there was a lot of luck involved with his good game. You know, some of those just throw them up balls – those weren't good passes that, yeah, you know, like they the, weren't defended well at all no, by Kansas City. That's what I'm saying. Like, but so let's, let's just, you know, I, and I heard a lot and I get it and I would have done the same thing. I heard a lot of, oh man, it looks like Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre out there. Like, no, it doesn't. Like, let's, ch- it looked more like Brett Favre than it did like Aaron Rodgers. Just throw one up and see what happens. But, I, and I, and again, I like Jordan Love. I root for Jordan Love. They, they, they weren't, you know, he wasn't as good as he was being portrayed. Some of those throws, again, I thought were kind of lucky. They happen, and he's got talented young receivers to go make plays on the ball. Big difference between he and Patrick Mahomes right now. So the Chiefs, bigger, like the long term for the Chiefs, obviously the injuries are the biggest long term concern. The, the fact that Mahomes was pressured more than it felt like he has been all year was a bit concerning to me. And most of those came in the red zone. You know, the Chiefs score in the red zone, we're talking about a totally different outcome, but they kept getting sacked, they kept getting penalties in the red zone. So that allowed Green Bay to sort of do what it wanted to do. That would be a little concerning to me. 
is that, you know, that solid offensive line has. And I thought, to me, too, like that was the worst defensive game that the Chiefs have played. Now, again, they were dropping like flies, so I don't know how much of it is that. But just in general, certainly the worst game their secondaries played. There were way too many balls they should have hawked or whatever it needed to be done. Like, they, they, I thought that was their worst game. They didn't have enough pressure. They did have a lot of injuries. So we'll see. Both of those things have a chance to bounce back here. The Chiefs' schedule, as we've mentioned, is pretty soft down the stretch. Both of those things have time to get corrected. But those would be areas of pretty serious concern, I think, when it doesn't appear that, you know, there is, you know, elite, elite team this year, that if everybody's that close, those are things you can't do, right? You can't you can't give up sacks in the red zone. And and the Chiefs need their defense, Tommy, to be one of the best in the league if they're going to win a Super Bowl. That's sort of been what's being cooked in, right, to the struggles of the offense is that the defense would be outstanding, and it was not outstanding last night. Isaiah Pacheco had a great game running the football, 110 yards on the ground, had a touchdown. And I understand that Kansas City was down in the fourth quarter, but they completely abandoned Isaiah Pacheco. He had one carry in the fourth quarter. And at that point, I mean, I thought that early on, they did a fairly good job, I think, balancing the run and the pass. And then I don't know if it got, if the game plan got away from them, if it was kind of desperation mode, they've got to get back in the game. So they're going to throw the ball more, but Isaiah Pacheco was, was so dominant on the ground. He was keeping the green Bay defense honest. As soon as they moved away from that, well, then the green Bay defense knew, okay, well, they're not going to give the ball to Pacheco. Uh, You know, they're just going to throw the ball down the field and, and, you know, see what happens. And that didn't work out for them. I think you mentioned the red zone issues with Kansas city and the pressure that Green Bay got on Patrick Mahomes. I think part of the issue offensively for me is that, and, and what is different this year from in years past is that they have no margin of error, right? Like things have to go exactly correct, correct all the time for Kansas City's offense for them to have a level of success. That margin of error that was, that's been baked in for a number of years where we've been talking about a dynasty and multiple times Super Bowl champions that doesn't exist this season. They have to string together a near perfect game, four quarters, for them to be able to play at a level of a Green Bay last night. And they didn't do that. So I think that's, you know, we could talk about how concerned are you with the Chiefs moving forward? Are they a championship winning team? All of that. They've got a ton of talent. That hasn't changed. But the margin of error that we're so used to them having, they don't have anymore. Right, I totally agree, and the defense had given them that margin, and look, Kansas City is still, Kansas City is right there with San Francisco, uh, Baltimore, if you want to put them there, I I think it's still totally fine to put Philadelphia there, and Dallas, that's probably. Like, do we really think they are? Yeah, sure. Because I'm not Sure. sure that I believe that. I mean, after watching what the Niners did to the Eagles yesterday. So are you taking the, the Eagles out of the conversation then? No, no, no. I'm not taking the Eagles out of the conversation. I'm saying that the 49ers, if you want to talk about an elite team, I mean, the way the 49ers played yesterday on the road in Philly, taking down, I mean, like I was completely wrong with the way that game played out. I thought the Eagles would win the game. I thought the Eagles would cover. Man, the Niners just killed them. You I know, love so the I'm Niners. Not sure. The Niners had point, 10 I'm days not sure. to prepare for that game. I'm it, not it, sure I'm putting Kansas City through 12 games up at the same level where San Francisco and maybe even Philadelphia are right now. Can't, or San Francisco lost to Cleveland, Minnesota, and Cincinnati and back without to back, to back weeks. Without Debo Samuel? Without Trent Williams? Like, they didn't yeah, have those we're ma- But you're making excuses. The Chiefs lost, like, six starters yesterday. 
So, and they had Brock Purdy in the loss against Cleveland. Uh, I believe they had him in the loss against Minnesota. Well, they They've, yeah, Samuel. they had him they in. They had Williams. him in both of those games. They had Brock Purdy in both of those games. Well, everybody's got injuries. That's what I'm saying. The margin of error is thin for every team in the NFL this year. Brock Purdy, by the way, played in all three of those losses. So I, you know, I don't know. I, I I'm just saying, like, there is not. And and most years it's been the Chiefs, right? Like there is there is an elite team, and maybe Buffalo was in there too, or Cincinnati, and that's what we thought it would be this year. And neither of those teams are it. I don't think there is a team that is head and shoulders above the rest. I think San Francisco looks the best right now in in week whatever we're in, right? But there have been times this year where they did not look like that either. They've done it the most consistently, but they did have their stretch of three games that made no sense. Everybody's got injuries to deal with. You know, so can the Chiefs get – are they right there in the mix with any of those teams? I think they are. I just, I just, as I watch this league every week, I think that list of those teams is getting a little bit bigger every week, right? Like I think that you've got three teams in the NFC right now, and I think you've got – at least two in the AFC. Probably we'll see what Jacksonville does tonight against hobbled Cincinnati. I, I, I mean, I guess you got to put Jacksonville in that mix. They just continue to win games. Uh, and we'll see, you know, what Buffalo is able to piece together down the stretch here. But there are a lot of teams, and that's going to be fun to see because Kansas City has had inherent. They've just felt that much better than everybody they've played for, for four years now. And, and it's not the case this year. And they are very capable, clearly, of making mistakes. And Mahomes, who never makes mistakes, is very capable of making mistakes. I don't know whose fault it was on that interception. I, I, To me, it looked like a Mahomes mistake. I know a lot of people are trying to blame Sky Moore. The throw came so early in the play. I don't know what else Sky Moore was going to be able to do to prevent that. Well, I think it was I mean, both. He, I think it was both of them to he, an extent. I mean, if you watch the replays on that, Moore slowed down on his route like he, he didn't he kind of took himself out of the play and then got back in really quick when he saw the ball but was wasn't it an rpo like it was an rpo so no. he was he didn't know well, if he was a, gonna block like a, no that looked like a designed uh, a design pass play i do think that mahomes probably shouldn't have tried to make the throw because the defender position the defender the read time. mahomes like a book whether whether well, more was there or not yeah but more more certainly didn't give mahomes any sort of no. wiggle room on that right like it, no. i think he, he, i mean he wasn't he wasn't even close enough to the ball to try to make a play on it yeah. so again i don't like i don't know whatever it doesn't matter it was another mistake and we've seen way too many of them from the chiefs this year co- compared to their own standard all of this is compared to their own standard we'll see i'm i'm the most concerned about the injuries there's no question like the injuries are the concerning part coming out of yesterday's game coupled with the injuries that the chiefs had going into that game how do they now battle this injury bug and can they piece it together uh you know does Shaq Leonard all of a sudden make sense for Kansas City to go try and find as you've got two three injuries to the linebacker position last night by itself I don't know but they finish with Buffalo that'll be tough on Sunday don't kid yourself and then it's at New England Raiders hobbled Cincinnati at Chargers they should be fine in those final four games but Buffalo this week gets really interesting because you've got a hobbled Kansas City potentially trying to take down the Bills, who still have Josh Allen and Steph Diggs and you know, some the talented players. Right now. Absolutely. That becomes really interesting. So, uh, you know, for the Chiefs, well, we'll see. Look, they're not that, where, you know, they're right there with everyone else. 
you're concerned about the injuries, and I get that, and I'm right there with you. I think one of my other major concerns that came up last night, the offensive line, and I know Donovan Smith uh, had a neck injury. He was out for a majority of the game. Wanya Morris came in and took his place. Um, you know, Jawan Taylor continues to be the most penalized player in the NFL, it seems like. So I'm concerned there because of the fact that not only were they allowing that pressure on Mahomes that we haven't seen really before, especially in the red zone, but that offense is predicated on passes behind the line of scrimmage, at the line of scrimmage. You've got to have good blocking downfield. And I know that not all of that is on the offensive line, but I've got some concerns moving forward when they don't have the weapons for Mahomes to consistently get the ball downfield and they've got to throw it behind the line of scrimmage. If you don't have solid blocking, that's not going to work. And so I think defenses are starting to learn. Okay. Like it's not really a major threat for Patrick Mahomes to throw the ball deep downfield to these receivers to go and get it. So we can really stack the box and try to prevent them from doing anything behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I agree. And no, we're not really bringing up the ref show at the end with the with the one for sure missed PI call, bad. which is unfortunate. It was bad. Uh, and and you know they're not going to call it on a hail mary, but yeah, it was bad. But again, the personal foul far, call far on down Mahomes, the, far that was down bad the too. Like, it was that just was bad officiating bad. all the way around on that final yeah, drive. Yep, that's right. That's right. It was uh, it was too bad that final drive came down to that. All right, we have lots of stuff to give away and lots of stuff to get to. We're going to get to the CFP next on our way out. Let's give away a pair of tickets to a sneak peek of the new movie Wonka. This is the new movie Wonka, if you've seen the previews. It's at Boulevard Theaters at Town West Square on Thursday, December 14th. We'll give away a pair of tickets to the first caller right now on the IHOP hotline, 869-1240. We'll come back. Oh, my God, college football. What did you do? We'll talk about it next on Sports Daily. Primetime NFL games from Westwood One available live for free tonight on the Odyssey app. Tune in right here on KFH for Monday Night Football, Cincinnati and Jacksonville. Or you can simply download the Odyssey app and search for KFH at kickoff. Uh, congratulations to Diane for winning that pair of tickets to see the new Wonka movie at Boulevard Town West Theaters. A sneak peek there. We'll get uh, that going for the next couple of weeks up until that lots of chances to win there more chances to win prizes today uh riverside meal riverside cafe and derby hto still to come on giveaways today so stay tuned for that tommy the cfp oh my god so i get on an airplane when did they decide this by the way was it saturday sunday i I don't even know whatever it was it was revealed like sunday after early afternoon so I, I'm I'm on an airplane. We had just like an insanely early flight, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, wait, they did what? I, I'd been telling everybody, because you know, I knew a lot of Texas fans, I'm like, just root for Alabama to lose. Like, that's that that's what needs to happen to make this thing super simple. Alabama wins, and I'm like, oh, man, now they got a decision to make with Texas and Alabama. That'll be interesting to see, although it shouldn't be. Texas beat Alabama. And then they keep out Florida State, who's unbeaten. And I'm like, wait, what did they do? And and like, I, I want to like punch a hole in the wall and just violently shake those people that are like, oh, it needs to be the best teams, not the teams that deserve it the most. I'm like, what the hell are we talking about? Is that how we should pick our Super Bowl? Which two teams are the best? Not which two teams deserve it because they won to get there. Let's just get a room full of people. We'll say, all right, guys, 
We've seen the whole season. We've all done this. Who do we think ought to be in the Super Bowl this year? That's literally what we do with college football, and people defend that and are okay with it. Florida State went unbeaten. Florida State beat LSU by a bigger margin than Alabama beat LSU. Like, what are we overthinking here? They played the exact same caliber schedule, and Florida State beat the similar opponent by more points. How is Alabama in? Sorry, Alabama, don't lose to Texas at home if you want to get in. Go cry me a river. This is insane. What are we doing? I can't take credit for this. I heard Mike Greenberg on ESPN say this this morning that college football is now basically figure skating because you've got a bunch of judges who are now determining who's going to get in. Like that's basically what it is now, right? Like in in this whole that's system, what it's always been. This system is broken, and we've known it for a long time, and we know it's changing. Like, that's great in the future. Okay, that's awesome that we're going to a 12-team playoff. Long overdue, but that doesn't change anything with the way that I can imagine Florida State fans and that program feeling today after what happened yesterday. The thing about it is that the committee, if you were to leave out any of the other teams that were right there with Florida State for that number four spot, or even the number three spot with Texas. There were legitimate football justifications that the committee could make to leave out any of those other teams, right? You tell Texas, well, you shouldn't have lost to OU in the Red River rivalry. You tell Alabama, you shouldn't have lost to Texas. You tell Georgia, you shouldn't have lost to Alabama in the SEC championship game. You can't say any of that to Florida State. There is nothing that the committee can say to justify that decision to Florida State. They're a Power 5 conference champion, undefeated team, playing a pretty strong strength of schedule. What more do they have to do? And simply, this is the committee putting the brand of Alabama football above everything else. It's putting the ratings and the revenue above everything else because this committee is beholden to the networks. Like that's just what it is. Like they're, they're beholden to Disney and ABC to provide the most entertaining product on the field, to sell the most advertising commercials, to make the most money. And a, an Alabama football team over a Florida state team that lost its starting quarterback that's going to get the job done in their mind. It's absolutely egregious to the sport and to what we love about college football. It, it, I, I, it's why I've never been able to totally latch on. I think that I hate the way we determine college football champions more than I hate any sports thing. It doesn't make sense. It's never made sense. It's absolutely ridiculous and it's like nowhere near the best way to do it. I don't understand why people like this. Why are you like defending this? Why have you put up with this? Why have you said, well, the conversation's good for the sport? Is it good for the NFL? Like, look at literally every other sport. That's that doesn't make any sense. It's it's only a conversation because it makes no sense. You don't think you don't think that a conversation about let me just pull up the rankings. 
And look, I think 12 may be overkill. I think 8 would have been fine. But look, 12, it's going to be fine. But you're, you're going to sit here and tell me having the conversation about not having Florida State in despite being undefeated with a ton of quality wins, including a better win over the same opponent than Alabama has because you don't get to play similar schedules in college football. But you're going to tell me a conversation about uh, what, what would we have there? A 6-7 against Georgia, Ohio State in the first round of a CFP with 12 teams is a better conversation to have than Florida State not getting in despite being unbeaten? I mean, get out of town with that garbage. That, that's absolute nonsense. Georgia didn't deserve to get in. Alabama didn't deserve to get in. The SEC champion, which is the best league, sorry guys, play better non-conference schedules. You didn't deserve to get in. Alabama tried, they played Texas, and they lost. That's why four teams isn't enough. It's stupid. Is that because 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 maybe Tommy, Alabama is the best team. But guess what? Their resume didn't deserve to put them in a four-team playoff. That's why you have a 12-team playoff. To let a team like Alabama who had a young quarterback early in the year and take a loss, get a chance to come in. How about this? So Florida State loses its quarterback, which is apparently why they're not in, right? Even right. though they yep. won every yeah, game no, after they lost him. That's why. So so if that's the case, then why are you giving Alabama the benefit of the doubt for having a young, inexperienced quarterback at the beginning of the year versus Florida State having a young, young and inexperienced quarterback at the end of the year, like it is absolutely ridiculous. And this has been my fear from the beginning with, with realignment is that this is what we're going to end up with, right? This kind of garbage that despite everything else that's happened, we've got to get the SEC champion in there. No, you don't. Not in a 14 playoff. You don't because they didn't deserve to be there. And if you just have a super SEC and a super Big Ten, then what does that do for the rest of us? Because guess what? We're not going to watch this crap. You better get these other teams in. Now, today, and you sent me a bunch of this, there's a ton of chatter about it, about ACC teams. Like, what's the point of the ACC? And they're calling, apparently, according to some reports, your mark in the Big 12 right now to prevent this. Because what would have happened? I mean, Texas is in the Big 12 this year. But they're, you know, they're they're basically not a Big Twelve team anymore. Right. Like, if you're the Big Twelve, if you're the ACC, you look at this and you say, guys, we might get left out. We can't have this. What have we been saying for two years? The Big Twelve and the ACC need to just merge. Well, first we were saying it about the Big Twelve and the Pac Twelve, right? They need to just merge. That that this is why that needs to happen, so that you can have. Such a definitive – and look, if they're going to have a 12-team playoff and you have a league that big, you have way more power to say, you better guarantee us some spots here. And that's and that's what's happening. Right. But my and, God, but look, like, like what, a, what a disaster in the last year of this crap. And, and I, don't, I don't pretend to be some kind of math genius or anything, but as of right now, aren't there still five power conferences and four spots in a playoff? Like Which that's has just never made sense. It's never made sense. Like that doesn't make sense at all. And you know, look, 
I've heard people that have said, well, you're still going to have the same kind of issues when you go to a 12-team playoff because there are going to be the other teams that are going to be left out. Yeah, but we're not talking about legitimate national championship teams. We're not talking about 13 and 14 team. and 15 that aren't getting in. We are talking about that right now. We're talking about a Florida State team logically and realistically without Jordan Travis, were they going to play for a national championship? Pro probably not. They don't, they haven't lost right, any games. Not. Like we, we can't say that. No, no, don't even entertain no, that no. thought into your head. Doesn't matter. Don't even, don't even let that thought creep into your head because that's the garbage they're trying to sell us. Well, Florida state couldn't have really won a national championship anyway. Really? Did you watch Alabama play early in the year? They just beat Georgia, who hadn't lost a game in three years. So don't, I, I, like that, you can't say that. We don't do that in any other place. You can't say, would they have actually, I'm, I'm not justifying, matter. I'm not justifying no, their decision. But, but what don't I'm even saying, let those dumb thoughts come in because that, that's what they try to sell us on. Well, they, but, they're not actually going to have a chance. But my point, what I'm saying is that you can miss me, and I'm not saying you're doing this, but other people have, have said this. You can miss me with the argument that this is the way it's going to be every single year. Yeah, it's this way to an extent, I guess, with March Madness, where you're talking about bubble teams not getting in. But we're not talking about teams that are legitimately national championship contenders. We're not. They didn't deserve it. No, and I don't even know if they're contenders. Could could you know Could LSU get on a run and win one? Maybe. Don't care. They lost three games, right? So you're not having, and, and sometimes and a lot of times it's been very clear or obvious who the four are, but you're teetering with disaster because this year you've got seven teams to fit into a four-team playoff, right? Seven that absolutely deserve a chance in a playoff to play. And this would have been a really good year for 12, quite frankly, because it was there's a clear line after 12. Now, there's not always going to be a clear line, but if there were eight, right, you would have had a tough decision at eight between Oregon, Missouri, Penn State, Ole Miss, and Oklahoma. That would have been a tough decision. And, you know, it's not always – the math doesn't always work that way, clearly. But, you know, if it's whoever it is, like 12 is going to be fine. The, the bigger the number is – Number one, the more fun we have with the playoff. But number two, you just take all doubt out of the equation, right? You have a chance to make it. Just think about how great this month of football would be if they would play it like, A, every other level of college football, and B, every other level of major sports in this country. Like, we should be playing playoff games. We should not be at a bowl selection trying to, you know, decipher and get people excited for a mayonnaise bowl. Make playoff games. The bowls can still be there, but take this month for those teams that deserve to be there and let them play. And you know what else? If you're worried about players not being motivated, all this extra money that's going to get generated, figure out a way to get to pay the players for getting into the postseason. Here's a bonus. Congratulations. If you're on the roster and playing in these games, you get $10,000, whatever it is, because, you know, the t I mean, the, the money they're going to make with the playoff is absurd, right. and people aren't, like, there. there's nothing to, there's nothing to say. We had a group of people deciding who gets to play. 
instead of letting the teams play for it. It, it it's as dumb as it sounds. It is. Yeah. And it's always been that way. Florida State finished number three in the final AP poll of the season. They finished number four in the final coaches poll of the season. Like those two standards, and they have been standards for decades, both of them have Florida State in that final four. And you know what? It's a it's a subjective thing. You're dealing with people in a room. And by the way, there's no transparency. That's a big issue that I've got with it, too. They're in a closed-door setting. There's no transparency, and it's all subjective with these people who are all college athletics administrators, you know, that have biases, and they've got opinions, and, like, things like that. It would be – I would even feel better about this if the committee just came out and said, look, we have an obligation to our network to provide a game – and for, provide multiple games and four teams that are going to drive ratings so we can make that network money. That's why we have chosen these four teams for the entertainment value of what they bring to the table. They're never going to say that, but I would at least feel a little bit better if they said that's why the brand of Alabama football got in and not Florida State, who was undefeated and a Power 5 conference champion. The committee's putting a I don't even want to blame the committee because they're put in a ridiculous spot too. Like they're being asked to do something absolutely ridiculous. They're being told to take the four best teams. Okay. So that's not their fault to have to sit there and say, We think these are the four best teams. Like that's what they're being told to do. So it's not but their- every metric, every metric has yeah, Florida yeah, yeah. State but- over Alabama. The the problem would have been and and Florida State got screwed on that. Don't get me wrong, but the problem even if Florida State was in, the problem was going to be they were going to be the, asked to do the same thing with, you know, with other teams, most notably Texas, Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. Right? They were still going to have an impossible task at that point. You're guessing. You're you're not guessing in the sense of Texas over Alabama. That one is not guesswork. They literally beat them in Alabama. But it is guesswork to just say, well, I think Texas is better than Ohio State, and I think Texas is, you know, better than Georgia. Georgia's a little easier to do it with, right? Because you beat Alabama, Alabama beat Georgia. I get it. But how can you definitively say Texas is better than Ohio State? I mean, you can't. It's hard to do. Well, you can't. If Texas I mean, and Ohio yeah, State play you can, today, can, who are you going to bet can on? Compare, you can compare strength to schedule. You can compare – you can compare right. those different things, right? Like there, there are ways that you can but try if you to come br- up. But if you bring strength of schedule in, now you've got a problem with Georgia again because Georgia probably played a tougher schedule. I, I, I'm not saying that definitively. I'd have to look. But, like, you're always going to have this, and yeah. this isn't necessary. And it's not good. It, look, it's solved next year finally. And there's a part of me, like a small part, because I feel terrible for Florida State. This is ridiculous and stupid. There is a small part of me that's like throwing the bird right now to the four-team system and saying, see what you did. Like, this is what you have now. Uh, bye. Bye, Felicia. Don't ever come back. And don't ever try to explain to me why this has been better for the sport. The fact that we've had, oh, well, who was really that champion back in 1998? You know, that that's a good conversation. No, it's yeah. not a good conversation. Look, and, right. And, and I will say, like, oh, this is terrible and egregious and, and all of that. It, 
it's ridiculous that it's taken this long to get to a 12-team playoff. The four team was better than what we had before. So it's like incremental growth, I guess. I don't know. I mean, because back in the day, a computer simulation determined who the national champion was. Before that, newspaper columnists decided who the national championship was. Like, the, it's all, the system has always been broken. It's always been bad. It's pathetic that, like, peewee youth football has a playoff system. And college football making billions and billions and billions of dollars has not had a legitimate playoff system until what we're looking at next season. It would be one thing if there was like this better money, like if you, it was just so obvious that like it's financially better for them to not have a playoff system, right? That was the, the argument for two decades was, oh, we can't lose the money of the bowls. Nobody on the planet thinks that there won't be more money made in a playoff system it's just it's like totally just being stubborn for some reason you you can't have five major conferences and four teams make the postseason you have to have your biggest and best conferences represented in a playoff we'll see what happens now with the acc and the big 12 maybe it's the best thing that ever happened to the big 12 i don't know we'll we'll find out over the coming get them all your mark get them all bring them over every single one of them and then go at Ohio, I mean, uh, Oregon State and Washington State just for fun. Just just because they deserve it. Uh, what do you think, IHOP Hotline? What do you guys think out there? Are there any college football defenders of this system out there? I know you're there because I see you on social media all the time chirping away. 869-1240. I, I, I won't be as aggressive with you as I am when you're, you know, whatever. But Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It makes me so angry. I, I hate this for Florida State. Stupid. All right, let's uh, let's give away. Oh, what, what should we do here, Jad? Let's do some uh, HGO Brewhouse coffee right now. We'll give away two Brewhouse uh, free Brewhouse offerings. That's iced, hot coffee, espresso, all the good stuff. 
all the fancy stuff. You can get it at HTO in East Wichita or HTO in Derby. Those cards will be good for either location. We'll do it at the IHOP hotline right now, 869-1240. Good luck, everybody. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number one. We've got Shreya Slada coming up at the top of the second hour. Uh, we'll talk about KU with our KU Insider and their bowl selection. All coming for you on Sports Daily. All right, welcome back, everybody. Quick segment here. Congratulations to Adam for winning the HTO Brewhouse Coffee Drinks. Congratulations to Adam. We'll have uh, a Riverside Cafe giveaway for our friends down in Derby coming up in the second hour. Um, Dylan Gabriel, a little bit of breaking news. The Oklahoma quarterback has entered the portal much the same as Will Howard. Probably, Tommy, gives Will Howard some competition in a landing spot. Pretty curious uh, transfer portal Deal there, kind of the same thing for me. Didn't even think of him as a transfer guy, right? Because he's a senior. Uh, but you know, it's fine. Like here, it, it's you're just going to have to get used to it. Like that's the part of you know, we can talk all about the playoff all you want in college football and how that will make it different. That will definitively, without question, make it better. Transfer portal, I think, is room for a little bit more of a good old days. Not it's unavoidable, but because it's better for the players and the. And that's just the way things are going. But it'll be interesting. Like, it will be interesting to see. And, and it already has been, but we get over it really quickly, right? Like a game into the season and you're just you're sort of fine with Spencer Rattler being at South Carolina and Adrian Martinez being at, uh, at Kansas State and just these little changes and Bo Nix being in Oregon. Like, okay, like it's fine. Like it doesn't matter really all that much. It's every year is an individual year. And, and, you know, that that's it's just sort of like having free agency in pro sports. It's just not that big a deal. It, it, it will take getting used to, though. You're going to have a ton of different new look quarterbacks on different teams throughout the course of next season because of all the quarterbacks that are going to the draft. And then, of course, um, the transfers and, and all of that. I saw Kyle McCord from Ohio State also is in the transfer portal as of this morning. So another top tier uh, quarterback you would think that will probably give some competition to Dylan Gabriel and Will Howard and some of the others that have entered the portal. But, um, you know, it's it's that time where you've got these guys that are on the market. And we heard what Matt Rule said last week about how much these quarterbacks are going for on the market. And so um, I would imagine the bidding is pretty hot and heavy as of now. It is. And, you know, it will be it will continue to be that way. It'll be fun to follow. We'll have. Uh, we'll get into Wichita State a little bit, I think, in the next hour. We'll have plenty of time to do that this week. They had a big one against Missouri last night. This has been, just as an aside, this college basketball season has been nuts. Southern beat Mississippi State <laughs> yesterday. Like, there's there are so many just wild and crazy outcomes that I'm starting to, like, and I know Wichita State lost to Missouri yesterday. But their consistency is like, I'm kind of like, it's been impressive that they've at least been consistent so far this year. Uh, But we'll get into the Shockers. We'll talk a little about what KU did on the basketball weekend, as well as their bowl selection for football with our KU Insider to get things going for us at the beginning of hour number two. It's all Brockton Caster. It's Sports Daily. Halfway home on a reaction Monday, unlike many others. But we'll continue to make our way through it as we roll forward on Sports Daily. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.